time for Wednesday's hour number two on Hashtag Daily K with your host, Peter Bint. Career dramas, movies and even lyrics. Why is the world paying attention to Korean stories? From classics to modern masterpieces, time to dig deep into the charms of Korean literature. On Check It Out with Paul. Wednesday, Paul is sticking his stinky feet in my face my feet in the opening. Stinky. My feet are not stinky. All right, pungent, let's call them. Fragrant. Aromatic. <laughs> Lovely. <laughs> yellow, yellow socks, I like them. You know. And I like the shirt as well. I feel like we should be on a Hawaiian beach. I'm, I'm there if you pay for me. Okay, Ali Dung Radio Bigwigs, are you listening? Well, you know, we've got a long history with Hawaii. We've done a story about Koreans in Hawaii. We have. I went to Hawaii back in the 90s. Had a great time. <sighs> we missed the boat, Paul. You should have lobbied for it then. It would have been perfect, reading the Hawaiian background tale in Hawaii. I did have a word, but okay. De- Denny said no. He nixed it. All right. All right. Denny, it's all as well. You know, I saw Denny in the studio. His back was turned to me. He's let his hair all hang loose today. And uh, I was quite surprised. I thought it was somebody else completely, I must say. I thought it was one of our beautiful news ladies, but it wasn't. I know. Uh, Paul, how are we doing this Wednesday? You're right. You're right. Just about. Oh, sorry. Oh dear. Are you all right? It's my fragrant feet. You're uh, not going to be all right for much longer. You're going to catch that. Oh, dear. No, I've, I, 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 I mean, we're all catching all sorts of things. It's that time of year. I'm doing well. I'm Good. doing fine. I'm all right. We've got Walter Lee on board. How do you know Walter Lee? He's on the TV side of things. He's on, I believe, SJ's show in the evening. Yeah, I don't think well. I'm allowed to say how I know Walter Lee because oh. it involves a different radio station. All right. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Uh, through media. He's a lovely chap. We'd love to get him on Daily K. No, he wouldn't. No. No, no. He's not He's not replacing me. He wore a super fashionista beanie hat on the telly yesterday. Right. He will replace us all. Because okay. they're all fashionistas on that show. On that, you, If you haven't seen it, unfortunately it's on at the same time as Hashtag Daily News K. News Generation. Have you News watched generation. it? Have you betrayed Daily K and yeah. caught some... Oh my goodness. I'm a fan of Walter. I'm a fan of Niall. Get out. Get out <laughs> right away. Uh, Leon is on board with today's... Is this today's book? No. Uh, no, no, this is the same author, but uh, it's his uh, new translation of uh, one of his books, Painter of the Wind. Wow. And so Leon went to this Meet the Author event and has a picture with today's star, I suppose. Fantastic. The person who wrote today's book. That's amazing. Wow. Have you ever met Chong Myung? Or E. Jong Myung, I should say. Uh, no, I haven't. I've never had the opportunity, but uh, I'm glad Leon did. I'm, I'm looking forward to reading that book. I haven't been able to get a copy yet, so Ooh. instead, I've got a different one of his books today. Okie dokie. I wonder if it is translated by the same person. It's not. Okay. Well, no segue then. <laughs> so, what are we looking at today? We're looking at a magnificent mystery. It's going to take us all across the world the US, <gasps> North Korea, China, Macau. <gasps> Uh, and South Korea as well. It's called 
Sorry, The Boy Who Escaped Paradise. Chungguk uh, Esonyeon, and it's by J.M. Lee, as he's known in, uh, in English, translated mm. by Chiyung Kim. And it's the tale of a young man who's on the autism spectrum, okay. um, who's wrapped up in a mystery. And through him telling his life story, we start to find the answers to what has really happened. Oh, it sounds juicy. That title, I guess it's a little bit different, isn't it, in English? It's kind it of is. embellishing a bit more. Chungguk Esonyeon would just mean maybe like, Paradise Boy or Heaven Boy. Yeah, but I prefer the English title. Once you read oh. the book, you can understand why it's called that in English, but I'm not going to spoil it. Okie dokie. Tell us about the author, or should we get Leon on to tell us about it? It's a bit late. He's <laughs> got to fly over from Singapore. Okay. Um, J.M. Lee, as he's known, Lee Jung-myung, uh, born in 1965 in Daegu. He's really popular here in Korea. Um, he started off as a journalist and then became a full-time author in the late 90s. He sold millions of books here in Korea, wow. published a 11 novels in the past 25 years. Um, we featured The Investigation, um, one of his novels, mm-hmm. uh, which was set in a prison and uh, all to do with the resistance movement against Japan. Uh-huh. Um, and then we also featured Broken Summer last year, if you remember that rather twisted mystery about a husband whose wife leaves him. Mm, I do remember The Investigation. Wasn't that loosely based on like reality? Loosely, very loosely, uh-huh. yes. But a yeah. brilliant book. All his books, I have to say, this book included the three books of his I've read, You get so wrapped up in the twists and turns, not knowing what's going to happen. It's a really good read. Oh, okie dokie. Uh, the translator we've covered many times, right? Uh, yes, c h i u n g Kim. Uh, she is brilliant. I mean, Whale, which we featured a few weeks ago, has now just been shortlisted for the International Booker Prize. It oh, was longlisted. I just saw on social media this morning. It's been shortlisted. Wow. Um, That's why we're doing ma- this book. We're, we're really up with the times yeah. and yeah, yeah, news. Keep saying that. Um, yeah, she's just amazing. She was a lawyer. She translated as a hobby and then transitioned into full-time translation. And we've covered lots of her books. I think we're, we're almost getting to the end of the list. Mm. Um, but I, I've loved everything. Every single book she's translated, she's just one of those classy, brilliant, always good to read translators. All right. You heard us, uh, Kim Cheong. Get busy. Okay. We need more of your translations. That was the hint from Paul. We're running out. Okay. So this is a full novel, this one. It is is a full novel. It's a very good one. Where are we going to pick things up at the very beginning? I thought we might do that. Here we go. Am I a liar? I open my eyes. I'm in a square windowless room, steel bars lining one side. I'm in bed. Pain shoots up my right thigh. I peer at it. It's wrapped in white bandages. A man is sitting next to me, talking at me. He tells me I was arrested at a murder scene. I was discovered unconscious. Apparently someone died and I killed him. Who was it? Did I kill someone? I can't remember. I don't know why I was there. Why would I kill him? Who who killed him? The death is a complicated equation that I am unable to solve. Two unknown variables and one constant. C1 is death and C2 is the murderer, and I am the constant. To solve for C1 I must find C2, and to find C2 I have to know C3. All I know is that someone is dead and I'm supposed to be the murderer. C2 equals C3, but what if I'm not C2? What if I'm not C3? What do I know about C1? 
flicking a light switch. That's what death is like. Eyes that once twinkled remain closed. A heart that once beat 60 times a second distilled. Nothing continues. Everything ends. One becomes zero. The cell door opens and more men enter. One tall, the second short, the third with a crooked nose, the fourth muscular, and the last with a receding hairline. They look serious. They pitch questions at me. I think of Randy Johnson's fastballs. Name. Age. Birthplace. Address. Where were you on the night of February 27th? Did you know the victim well? Why did you kill him? What happened that night? These aren't questions. It's chaos. I can't stand it. I start screaming. The man with the crooked nose clamps his hand over my mouth, his nose looming over me. His face is asymmetrical. His grip is unrelenting. It's a lobster claw. He hauls me off the bed and throws me on a chair. He announces that he is FBI agent Russell Banks. He calls me a murderer, a terrorist. Banks tell me they found the following on my body. A blue dragon tattoo on my right forearm. A bullet wound on my thigh. Four scars on my torso, seven on my lower body, all of which are at least an inch long. Evidence of my left pinky having been broken. Then he tells me they found the following in my knapsack. A 750 milliliter bottle of antiseptic and cotton balls. Four fake passports issued by China, Macau, South Korea, Japan. A Chinese, English and Korean newspapers and magazine clippings. 19 sheets filled with mathematical formulas and an unidentifiable language. A small worn notebook titled The Possibilities of the Impossible. Two triangles, a three meter long tape measure and an old Japanese made calculator. If you are in Jeju, 88.7 in Jeju City, 88.1 in Sogipu City, 101.9 in the Daejeong area. Lots of responses. Uh, Nian always loves following your recommendations oh, or, good. or your readings, saying, it's time for me to go buy more books. My library has this book. I've just put it on hold. Excellent. And I'll read it soon. And is J.M. Lee a kid's writer? <laughs> I, I don't think from that mm, reading. No, not the books I've read. No, 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 no. Very, very much an adult writer. Though, I mean, if he might have written a kid's book, I have, yeah. to, I have to have a look. Certainly not in English. I've got Joshua saying, uh, C2 or C3 or C1, is this a chess game? Hmm. He mentioned Randy Johnson, the big unit. What? I'm confused. Yes, you're meant to be confused at the start. And Tiggerish saying, I am seeing myself confused. These <laughs> equations hurt my brain. I don't know anyone on the spectrum who actually thinks like this, myself included. Maybe we're just on the other end of the spectrum or people who think like this are extreme. Ah. Well, yeah, this is the thing. I mean, everybody is different. And mm. if you're neurodiverse, then you are diverse in your own way. Yes. Um, this is the, the, the writer did a lot of research uh, in... in uh, writing this book and he mm -hmm. talks about it at the end about thanking the people who helped him involve oh, nice. but yeah but everyone's different yeah that's why it's a spectrum now we call it that and it's really good to have it like being talked about and have characters as leads in movies and novels and dramas you know of course you've not read part three have you no no, 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 we're not going to talk about this are we it was just a <laughs> teaser Paul it was a teaser to get everyone like salivating. All right, I'm lying. I didn't read it. Let's pick up the story then. React to that. What's going on? This the, the narrator is the person on the autism spectrum. Yes. 
And they are either, to me it seems like, having a complete fantasy dream or they're some kind of secret agent or terrorist or something. It sounds so intriguing. Well, they're being accused of being a murderer, uh-huh. um, but we don't know quite what's being on. This is happening. He's he's in the police station uh-huh. in New York. His name's Gilmore. Uh-huh. And he talks in these mathematical riddles. And the FBI is being really violent in their questioning, and that mm. just agitates him. Of course. Um, luckily, there's a nurse who comes in, Angela Stowe, who starts talking to him. And he sort of calms down with her and they bond um, because she starts to understand where he's coming from. Uh He writes some little coded symbols and she understands that they're symmetrical numbers. Uh And they talk about that and talk about prime numbers. And then he starts to open up. Nice. And he tells her about his past. He grew up in Pyongyang in North Korea. Oh, he didn't go to school as a young kid because he didn't fit in because he was different. Mm-hmm. And his father was an undertaker and would send the dead off to paradise. Oh. And he was always fascinated by that, fascinated by death, fascinated by numbers. Mm-hmm. And then he did get enrolled in school when the teachers discover he's really good at maths. Mm-hmm. And he doesn't get along with people there apart from one kid, Jeha, who's like an expert player of Paddock. And they get on and they have a great time and they hang out together. And he confesses to Angela that, that one of the reasons he's here in New York is he has to meet Mr. Knight Meacher, uh-huh. who was one of the sailors who was captured on the USS Pueblo, okay. an American ship that North Korea captured. Oh. And he used to visit the ship in Pyongyang because it's docked on the river. Wow. And he got his hands on this notebook by Mr. Meacher, and he's determined to return it. He okay. wants to give it back to him. And then he keeps talking about Pyongyang. He talks about how his father was discovered to be a secret Christian. Mm-hmm. and got arrested. His mother got sent off who knows where, and he and his father are taken to a work camp. Oh, no. Yeah, and, and life is really hard. Mm. Luckily, there's a nice guy, Mr. Kang, and his daughter, Young A. And Mr. Kang used to work in international banking, and so he's been tasked to do the books for the camp. Okay. And he recognises Gilmo's talent, and he brings him on board. Nice. And Gilmo's also friends with his daughter, and they get on, and he teaches her this secret language that he's invented. Wow. Um, but then his father dies. Oh, Mr. No. Kang dies. Oh, no. uh, she is allowed to leave because her father's dead, but he's made to stay because he's too valuable. Oh. He has to carry on doing the books for the camp. Uh-oh. And eventually he decides, oh, no, I'm going to escape. I'm going to get out of here. I'm going to find her. And he does so and ends up in a nearby city. He gets involved with a gang of uh, what they call gochebi. Have mm. you heard of gochebi before? No. These are the flower swallows. And no. these are the street kids oh. in North Korea who basically steal and scavenge to survive. Wow. So he sort of makes friends with them. He hangs out with another kid called Dash who shows him how to survive. Mm-hmm. But then Dash also has to help him escape when the gang leader decides he can make money by handing him back to the camp oh, uh, authorities. Betrays him. Yeah. So he and Dash escape. They find out that Young A has maybe gone to China. Wow. So they cross the river into China. Mm-hmm. Very, very dangerous. Um, they make it into a gang. Uh-huh. They end up smuggling <laughs> drugs to Shanghai where they think she is. Wow. Um, and end up working for a big gang boss, Kunlun. So Dash becomes a bodyguard. He's good with his body, mm-hmm. but Gilmo is good with his brain. Okay. And so Gilmo gets involved with the accounts again, gets wow. involved with doing the books for this gangster. And Kunlun has a mistress that he's put up in another villa mm-hmm. and sends her money every month. And on one visit, yeah. Gilmo discovers it's Young A. Oh, she's the mistress. Yeah, she's oh. using a different name. And so they manage to meet and they manage to talk. Okay, let's get to our second excerpt. Thank you. 
I nodded. I didn't ask her any details, like how she crossed the Tumen, how many men she had to know to get here safely, how she had become Kunlun's lady. I didn't know if she was happy or if she ever thought of me. I didn't really want to know. I knew people had to do things to survive. I remembered how mothers sold daughters for a few yuan in Yanji, how the SPSD dragged young men back to the Republic, and how men roamed around trying to find defectors to make a few quick bucks. Young Egg finally cracked a smile. Kinlan saved me, she said in a low voice. He insists that I'm the one who saved him, though. I guess we saved each other. But this isn't your life, I said, suddenly impassioned. You're not a bird in a fancy cage. There's nowhere for me to go, Young A said gently. Even if there were, I can't leave him. Not now. I cocked my head. Why not? He needs me, and he was there for me when I was roaming the streets drunk. I looked out the terrace. The sun was setting. The Lexus was waiting for me outside. That night I returned to our room and found Dash watching a movie. Chow Yun-Fat was in a gun battle with the bad guys. Twelve against, well, 0.7, because Chow was shot in the leg and was dying. Dash was engrossed in his movie, tossing snacks in his half-open mouth. I saw Young A. Dash didn't pay me any attention. I saw Young A, I said a little louder. Dash sprang up from his bed. He pulled out all the details before grabbing his head in dismay. Are you telling me that the girl you're looking for is the lady at the Manhattan? He whispered fearfully. Gilmo, don't you ever tell Kunlun? Why not? I had told Kunlun about Yonge before. Kunlun was rooting for me to find her. He doesn't know that Yonge is his girl. So? What do you mean so? Dash stared daggers at me. He'll kill you and nobody will ever find out. I can't lie to him. You're not lying. You're just not telling him everything you know. It's a secret, right? A secret between us, so it's not really a lie. All you have to do is keep our secret. Okay. Dash let out a sigh. He resumed his snacking and turned back to his movie. I want to be just like Chayon Fat. That's how I want to go when I die. So cool. Dying by gunfire is cool? Sometimes Dash made no sense. It's cool to die as you're fighting the bad guys, he clarified, guzzling his coke. One half of me feels like he said okay, and you know, he's on the autism spectrum, so maybe he can just stick to that. It's just a secret. I don't need to say everything I need to say. Is is that where he'll leave it? He's not going to scratch that itch and, and try and see Yong Air again? Or does he want to be friends again? Yeah, he, t he just wants to be with his friend. Oh, okay. Um, this doesn't sound like a good tactic. No, because, well, it's all wrapped up in the gangs. Yes. And the other big issue is Kunlun is in trouble with the authorities for tax evasion. Uh oh. And so he decides he's going to escape to Macau. Mm -hmm. And he's going to take Young E. And he's also going to take Dash and Gilmer with him. Oh, dear. So they, they get the plan, they get in the cars, they go to the train station, but the police ambush them there. <gasps> and they beat Kunlun and kill him. Oh, no. Uh, and it leads to Dash and Gilmer getting arrested, and only Young E escapes on the train. Wow. So they're in prison, uh -huh. and they, after they get released, after a few months, they make it to Macau, and Dash gets a job as a security guard, mm -hmm. and Gilmo works as a janitor. The thing is, he notices something. Uh -huh. He goes around and he cleans the slot machines, yeah. and he discovers 
that when he's cleaned a machine, more people go to that machine. Oh. And he thinks, well, it's because they like the smell of the clean machine. Okay. And he goes to the boss and says, "I think you can make more money if I spray the machines with this smell, because、wow. more people will use them." Okay. And he's right. The casino <laughs> earns more money. Amazing.、Um, and so, sort of, he's making a new life for himself in Macau and making money. And he finds Young A. She's working at a club as a singer under、okay. the name of Sarah Kang. She's in huge debt to the club owner. Oh.、Um, and there's no way that she can pay him、oh, back.、Again. She can't escape. But Gilmore. Makes a plan,、mm. and he gets Dash to help him, and they start playing at the casinos. And because he knows maths, and he knows how to, you know, not cheat,、mm-hmm. but use maths to his advantage, they end up winning money. Wow! And then more money, and then more money, and finally, on one big night, he manages to orchestrate them winning the amount they need to buy Young A out of her debt. Oh! And they do it. Good. So she's free. The only problem is the club owner tells them. Uh, sorry, but you're now blacklisted from every casino. Uh oh, that's reasonable from their perspective. <laughs>、uh, yeah,、um, and so Young A heads to Seoul. That's where she wants to go.、Mm-hmm. Lends them some money to help them find a way to keep going,、um, and they get jobs at an illegal casino. But then Dash gets involved in a blackjack game,、mm. and he thinks he's winning, and then he starts losing, and then he borrows money, and he ends up owe- owing tens of thousands of dollars. Uh oh. And he says to Gilmer, "The only way that they're not going to kill me is if you play in a high-stakes game and win,、wow. and that way my debt will be cleared."、Uh-huh. And so Gilmer pays,、uh-huh. and he wins. Oh wow! And the debt's paid off, but they've、yes. still got nothing.、Oh. But when the game ends, they end up getting ambushed by some of the other players because、oh, no. they're obviously bitter about losing a lot of money.、Mm-hmm. And there's a shootout. And Dash ends up shooting the manager he owed money to. Oh no! And it seems like he's been planning for something like this all along. He takes、Dash. out envelopes, yeah, and he says to Gilmo, "Look, here's some cash, and here's a plane ticket to Seoul for tomorrow. Get on the ferry to Hong Kong. Get on the plane. I'll meet you on the plane." <gasps> and Gilmo runs, leaves Dash to deal with the situation. He does what he's told. Wow, that's amazing. This is such a movie, isn't it?、And、it is. is all starting off. In a police questioning room over in the states.、Right? Yeah.、Oh, how does this all tie up together? Hola a todos, cómo están? Estamos escuchando Arirang Radio desde Buenos Aires, Argentina. Where are you listening from? Let us know. Leave it at arirangradio.com. I sat in my seat, 23A, on the Korean Air flight to Incheon. The seat next to mine was still empty. Passengers entered, but I didn't see Dash. Soon, everyone was on board. Three people rushed on at the last minute. The flight attendants helped them put their bags away and checked to ensure that everyone was seated and buckled in. Still, the seat next to mine was unoccupied. The plane pushed off and rolled onto the runway. With a roar, the scene outside the window shot past, making me dizzy. The vibration of the wheels on the ground ceased, and the runway grew smaller. I was flying. Sunlight streamed in through my small window. Would you like a newspaper? A flight attendant was smiling at me, a dimple in her cheek. I selected the South Asia Morning Post. The headline jumped out at me: "Overnight shootout between illegal gambling rings on Shoreline Road in Macau." I read on. 
the Public Security Police Force of Macau announced that a shootout had occurred on the Shoreline Road in Macau last night. Seven died and four were injured. Five bodies were recovered, all killed by a 38 caliber revolver. Three abandoned cars were found near the bodies. Another car 1.5 kilometers away from the scene contained the bodies of illegal gambling tycoon Kan Sha Hong and an associate. Police believe that they were killed during their escape from the main shootout. Conflicts between illegal gambling rings occur frequently, resulting in murders, bombings, shootings and attacks on police. In recent years, a concerted campaign against illegal gambling has helped reduce such incidents. Police are investigating the whereabouts of gang members suspected of fleeing the scene. My eyes slid over, over to the photograph of the scene. Cars riddled with bullets, bloodstains on the asphalt, shattered glass. The driver's seat of our limousine soaked in blood. Next were headshots of the dead. Dash was there, smiling next to six others. My friend, who ate to compensate for his past, who was dogged by hunger, who wanted to be a novelist and spin tales that sounded true, was dead. I wanted to wipe his fat face and scarred body with cotton balls and deliver his death. Instead, I rubbed his smiling face in the paper with my palm, smearing the ink. I knew I would need a lot of stamps for him, since he was so heavy. I didn't stop praying for a long time. I opened my eyes. Clouds billowed outside the window. Dash was looking in. He was flying, smiling happily. Dash, isn't it hard to fly next to the plane? He shook his head and flapped his wings. You went exactly how you wanted to, just like Chow Yun-Fat in his movies. He had known how he wanted to die, though he hadn't figured out how he wanted to live. I did. I aimed at the bad guys and got shot, just like Chow Yun-Fat. Dash flew up, higher and higher. My plane began drifting down toward Earth. I looked down at the roofs of Seoul. I was here now. Somewhere Young-A was here too. That's a lovely dream. Your friend was with you even then, Angela says. That wasn't a dream, I correct her. Dash was flying next to the plane. We talked. A person can't fly, Angela says. Are you saying I'm lying? Or maybe you hallucinated? He flew next to me. He talked to me. Then he flew up higher. Angela just stares at me. I know there is magic in the world. People only believe in things they can see, but invisible things exist too. Numbers tell you everything you need to know about physics, music, even poetry and philosophy. I'll prove to you that magic and miracles exist, I say hotly. She shakes her head gently. Please stop. I can't help you if you're like this. She's still suspicious of me. I can't say that I blame her. Surely this is not the end of the book. We're going to find out about Soul and more importantly, how the book started. Did he kill the person in the States? Does that all come out? My lips are sealed. Oh, this is, I've given you two thirds of the book today oh. because I don't want to spoil the final There's third. There's a whole final third. There's a final third. It does wrap up. Um, and I, as with uh, J.M. Lee's other mysteries, I, I don't want to give you the ending. I want you to find the book for yourself. Search it out, read it, because it's really, really good. From Soul.
well, something happens there, uh-huh. and then, well, something's going to happen in the US, and oh. it's, a, it's a very satisfying ending. It's a huge tale, it seems It like. really is, but it's a very quick read. It's only wow. like, it's less than 300 pages, okay. and you fly through it. It's yeah. really, really good. And he captures this character of Gilmo so well. Um, and the way that he uses mathematics to understand the world. Mm. At first, you're quite confused about it. Yeah. You don't know what's going on. Uh-huh. But then as you get more involved in the story and you start to get used to his voice and the way that he talks and the way that he explains things, you start to connect more and more with the way that he sees the things around him. Mm. Wow. And, and as you mentioned before, mm-hmm. you know, getting a main character who's on the spectrum and highlighting the fact that there are many neurodiverse people out there and Mm. they all have different experiences is a really, really positive thing. Yeah, in Korea, I think for a longer time, it was almost seen as a a badge of shame, like you wouldn't want to admit to the world that your child was on that spectrum or something like that. It was hard to talk about. But with this pop culture kind of boom with people of the autism spectrum, even being played like Oo Young Oo, of course. Yeah. It's brought it to the fore in that it can be something to be proud of. It can be a strength as well in some ways. Yeah, and I think dramas like Oo Young Oo and books like this, um, we can, there, there's a discussion to be had over the portrayals mm-hmm. and whether they are accurate and yeah. whether they are fair and whether there's more that they can do. But the fact that Korean dramas and Korean books are dealing with these issues more and more is really, really good because... It means that we can start to talk more and more and parents can start to talk more openly about their kids. And Mm. also those on the spectrum can sort of also say, well, this is who I am and this is what I am. And that's how I was born. And there's nothing to be ashamed of. I'm proud to be me. Yeah. You need those role models visible as well. And that's good, isn't it? Yeah. And it's also really great if you want to know what life might be like in North Korea. Um, I think you and I, because we talk about this kind of stuff a lot, we're more familiar with Mm. these aspects. We may have watched the documentaries, but for someone who doesn't know, it gives a really good insight into what the late 90s, early 2000s was like in North Korea, Mm. especially for defectors. Wow. I wonder how the author like researched all that, maybe speaking to many people who have, uh, you know, crossed the border and whatnot. Those godjebis, I didn't know about that. They're yeah. like young kids out on the streets. They are, they yes. Wow, that's an interesting aspect as well, isn't it? Uh, a really well-recommended tale. It really reminded me of some of those Hong Kong gangster movies. We do have some great gangster films here in Korea We do, well, and yeah. I think we can make a great Korean movie out of this too. Yeah, it would be brilliant. Thank you so much, Paul. What's your one-line summary of this tale then? A blindingly brilliant mystery that makes us see the struggles of North Korean defectors in a different light and lets maths make sense of the world. Fabulous stuff. Thank you so much for your reading today, Pop. Uh, thanks as always to the Literature Translation Institute of Korea for the help with the copyright permission for this broadcast. Thanks to J.M. Lee for his fantastic story, to Chiang Kim for excellent translation. And next week it's a free online short story, Low Pressure Front by Jo Myung Hee, translated by Sora Kim Russell. Low Pressure Front, so do read in advance if you have time. Looking forward to it. We will see See you again next Wednesday, Paul. See you then. You can listen to Check It Out with Paul Matthews on Adidang Radio's Hashtag Daily K every Wednesday from 10am KST.